Welcome to the Abide Daily Podcast from Ecclesi of the Church in Salt Lake City, a time led by our pastors and others in our church to abide in God through prayer, reflection, and the reading of His Word together. Hey, this is Greg. Thanks for joining me today. As we begin our prayer and reading today, let's start off by taking a moment to pause, be still, and be aware of God's presence. Take a moment to share with the Lord where we're at, what we're thinking and feeling, as well as thank Him for all that He's done, is doing, and will do. prayer for resurrection hope. Lord God, whose Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, triumphed over the powers of death and prepared for us our place in the New Jerusalem, grant that we, who have this day given thanks for his resurrection, may praise you in that city of which he is the light, and where he lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Lord, as I read your words in Scripture, I ask, Holy Spirit, that you lead me and give me understanding. Lord, I ask that you would draw near and meet with me and lead me into your kingdom today. Today we'll be reading from Proverbs 28, verses 1 through 20. The wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are bold as a lion. When a land transgresses, it has many rulers. But with a man of understanding and knowledge, its stability will long continue. A poor man who oppresses the poor is a beating rain that leaves no food. Those who forsake the law praise the wicked, but those who keep the law strive against them. Evil men do not understand justice, but those who seek the Lord understand it completely. Better is a poor man who walks in his integrity than a rich man who is crooked in his ways. The one who keeps the law is a son with understanding, but a companion of gluttons shames his father. Whoever multiplies his wealth by interest and profit gathers it for him who is generous to the poor. If one turns away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer is an abomination. Whoever misleads the upright into an evil way will fall into his own pit, but the blameless will have a goodly inheritance. A rich man is wise in his own eyes, but a poor man who has understanding will find him out. When the righteous triumph, there is great joy, but when the wicked rise, people hide themselves. Whoever conceals his transgressions will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain. Blessed is the one who fears the Lord always, 
but whoever hardens his heart will fall into calamity. Like a roaring lion or a charging bear is a wicked ruler over a poor people. A ruler who lacks understanding is a cruel oppressor, but he who hates unjust gain will prolong his days. If one is burdened with the blood of another, he will be a fugitive until death. Let no one help him. Whoever walks in integrity will be delivered, but he who is crooked in his ways will suddenly fall. Whoever works his land will have plenty of bread, but he who follows worthless pursuits will have plenty of poverty. A faithful man will abound with blessings, but whoever hastens to be rich will not go unpunished. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As I reflect on this chapter, there's a few verses that stick out, but verse 9 sticks out the most, and it says this, If one turns away his ear from hearing the law, Even his prayer is an abomination. Now, we don't usually think of prayer in any sense as an abomination, but this passage clearly teaches that it's an abomination when one is rejecting God or giving, quote-unquote, lip service to God, as Jesus would say, which we'll mention here in a minute. But the the idea of this verse is that if if one is not willing to be submitted to God's law, if one is not willing to hear God's law or attune their ear to God's law, then when they offer up a prayer, it's worthless. It's not just worth nothing. It's actually an offense against God. And this offense against God is expressed in their life of not being willing to submit to his law. Now, I don't think you or I believe this, but there's some aspect in our spirituality that we think Jesus is a genie in some ways, and that if we just use the name of Christ as the authoritative name of Christ, then we'll get what we ask for, no matter what we ask. And you and I know that's not necessarily true, but this displays the mentality of someone offering a prayer just to offer it up, to seeing what God will do for them, when they don't understand submitting to Christ or the authority of Christ or even bearing Christ's name in prayer. So we get this picture of someone who's actually in rebellion against God and therefore the prayer that they offer is an abomination. But the same concept can be applied to bearing God's name or placing a hand on a Bible and making an oath or giving lip service to God and saying you believe in him when in your heart and in your mind, in your ear, you don't submit or not attuned or not listening to God and his law. And there's that happens a lot within a Christianized culture in which people claim the name of God in whatever form, and yet their heart is far from him. Jesus said it this way in Mark chapter 12, ta- talking about the Pharisees. He said, beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and like greetings in the marketplaces and have the best seats in the synagogues and the places of honor at feasts, who devour widows' houses and for a pretense make long prayers. They will receive the greater condemnation. Jesus was rebuking the religious people who didn't have their hearts attuned to God and his law, but who were 
fulfilling religious obligation, fulfilling religious duty, and in some ways profiting from it. As this proverb says that the prayer of a rebellious person is an abomination to God, Psalm 141 verse 2 says, Let my prayer be counted as incense before you, and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. This is, this is a prayer of someone whose heart is devoted to God, who is submitted to his law. And this prayer is offered to God as a sweet aroma, as incense, as this beautiful thing that rises to God, that, that we are accepted before him in Christ, submitted to Christ, through Christ, in the power of the Spirit, that our prayers ascend to God and he is pleased with them. The last aspect of this proverb that I want to bring to note is that our prayers should be informed by God's law. That God's law and our prayers are not separate things, but they are things that are to be unified together. Our prayers are informed by his word. And so this, this brings an aspect of prayer that it's not just what we feel, it's not just how we're thinking, it's not just what's going on in our life, but the word of God, the law of God, what he says to us actually informs and shapes as we listen to it, our response to God. As we read God's word, sometimes there's confession that we pray. As we read God's word, sometimes there's adoration and praise that we pour out to God. As we read God's word, sometimes it commands us to pray for someone else, aka our enemy or the church or someone in government where we pray in response. And so we are to be informed and shaped by God's word in and through our prayer. And thanks be to God that our prayers through Christ in the power of the spirit ascend to God and he sees them as a beautiful sacrifice and not an abomination, not because of my sincerity, but because they are offered through Christ in his name. So my question for you and I today is this, how have your prayers been shaped by the hearing of God's word? How are your prayers shaped by the hearing of God's word?
Lord, I'm mindful of what's even been said that sometimes prayers can be an abomination to you. Lord, I'm just humbled and grateful and thankful that this prayer, that the prayers of your people are not cast aside, but the prayers of those who trust Christ ascend to your heavenly throne and you see them as beautiful. The book of Revelation even portrays them as, as you rejoicing in them. Lord, I just I thank you that you receive our prayer. Thank you that you have spoken us to, spoken to us in your word, shaped and informed us by your law, so that we can respond as your beloved children in prayer and worship of you. Lord, shape us by your word, we pray, in Christ's name and for his sake, so that through our lives and by our prayers, your kingdom would come.